Happy Wednesday, everybody, and welcome to another handsome episode of The Mandalorian Man, where today I talk about Chapter 7 of The Mandalorian, The Reckoning. It's Wednesday, Wednesday, December 18th, 2019. Why is The Mandalorian out today? Well, that's because in two days from now, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker will be hitting theaters and... They wanted to put the show out a little early so that it wouldn't interfere with people leaving the house to go see Rise of Skywalker. And also, they wanted to give you a little extra sneak peek to the upcoming Star Wars film. But here's the thing. I didn't watch it. Nope. I didn't watch one bit of that sneak peek. In fact, I'm trying to, after seeing some of the trailers, watch as little as I possibly can. And just let the film speak for itself. Reviews, I've seen headlines, really good. I've seen headlines, not so good. I don't want to read anything more. Even seeing that has bothered me. And I don't want anything to tell me it's great and my expectations are too high. Or tell me it's low, going in with low expectations. Or tell me it's not great. I I just want to go in as blind as possible to enjoy another Star Wars movie. But you know what I did watch? I watched today's episode of The Mandalorian. And before I go any further, why don't we take a moment to hear from today's sponsor. Oh, what a lovely sponsor. So let me tell you something. Um, I watched this episode at lunchtime today. And I did something that I don't normally do. I grabbed um, Google Keep, which is a note-taking app. And I just wrote down, like, how I would go through the episode, my thoughts on the episode. And uh, I'm not going to read it exactly because that's kind of not the point of this podcast. It's to just talk about the episode. But um, look, uh, the first thing I wrote is Apollo Creed is a good guy. I'm not good with na- – he's the one name that I didn't remember. Going back, I'm starting to remember more of these names. I still don't remember his name. So I really call him – Carl Weathers uh, most of the time. I don't want to call him Apollo Creed because that's that's disrespectful. I can call him Carl Weathers because, damn it, that's who he is. And I think he's a good guy now, right? We root for him now. Um, even in this sad, depressing ending of an episode, there is some good to it. And that is we can trust Carl Weathers again. Damn it. That's wonderful to hear because not since Action Jackson have I been so excited to trust Carl Weathers. Uh, The episode opens with him contacting Mando with a plan. He says, if you hear this, you're alive and you can see I'm still alive, which I think might surprise you. Um, Here's the thing. The client, remember from all the way back to episode one and two, the client, or was it one, two, three? I don't know. The client is, um, I'm going to keep saying the client 
he's still in Navarro, and uh, he doesn't seem to want to be going anywhere. They've kind of taken over the area with stormtroopers, imperial, uh, the, the leftover of the empire folks. And I like that they call them imps for imperial people. Uh, and just having them around is not great for the guild. So Carl Weathers has a plan. He wants to pretend to bring in the child and then kill the client. He, he, you know, get Mando to kill the client. He promises that he'll clear Mando's name with the guild and he can leave fine and free with the kid. He gets what he wants. He gets his, you know, his, uh, his space station back or whatever it is, his village. Uh, he doesn't have to deal with the Imperials. And he, he'll promise that the guild, uh, is, he's square with the guild and no longer has to be chased. Because, look, the life he's living, he's been outrunning people long enough, but that's not going to last forever. So um, whatever he said, however he said it, it, um, it resonated with Mando. And he looked over at little tiny sleeping baby Yoda and then decided, yep, it's time to turn around and uh, face the music or at least um, put an end to this run once and for all. So while he reluctantly agrees, before going right to, to go back to Navarro, he stops back at that, uh, that planet where he, uh, where he visited Cara Dune, Gina Carano, I want to say. Um, and he picks her up. He offers her a job. Now, she worked for the Rebellion, and she kind of wanted no part of it. You know, she's an ex, uh, they called her a dropper, I think, for the Rebellion. Uh, but once he mentioned that it's a foreign, former Imperial dude, she's like, I'm in. Once it was like fighting someone who still had anything to do with the Empire, she was in right away. Then they head over to see Queel. Um, I wrote down his name phonetically because they said it, and now I know it. <sighs> and now I know it. Um, Queel. Yeah. They go to him for help. Uh, he agrees to help them, and, but here's the thing. That IG unit. First, I thought it was a different droid. It's the same droid uh, that um, almost killed the child and Mando killed. Shows up. Mando, he's about to, you know, shoot him. And, and you know, uh, Nick Nolte's like, no, I have restored him. I brought him back from the brink of death. So we get a little flashback montage of, um, of Queel heading, you know, back to where IG and um, Mando originally found the child. He kind of walked through all that. It looks like he kind of goes through the trash heaps and, and gets whatever's left. Took the robot back with him to his home, worked, rebuilt it, restored it. And then there was, it was a fun little montage of him teaching it to do things. It was, it was a program killer, but he's reprogrammed it to be more of a protocol joy, more, more something that um, is there to help. You know, it's like him having a farm aid. Feeding the animals, uh, moving things, accidentally dropping things on top of lizards. Um, it's a completely different uh, uh, robot now, android, droid, whatever you want to call it, and uh, still voiced by Taika Waititi. Um, and here's the thing. Mando does not trust that thing at all. He says it was, it was you know, um, even though it was pro reprogrammed, it's still a killer. And he had – he just – he never felt uh, safe around it. And they keep saying, why do you hate droids so much? Why do you hate droids so much? They never answer it. But if you remember that flashback where he – it looks it – it must be him as a child. Um, it's like there's a robot that almost kills him. I remember that. 
So they leave. Um, they, they all go together, the robot, Queel, and those two giant monster thingies that Queel rides. Actually, he brings three of them, uh, one for each of them to ride. And they head over to see Carl Weathers. Now, on the way, this was um, kind of cool. So they're chilling, and Kara, Kara and Mando are having a friendly arm wrestling match. Uh, but the, what the kid, the child, sees is someone he thinks is hurting Mando. So all of a sudden, he puts his hand up like he's using the force, and he starts force choking her, which was wild. Mando stops it before it's too late, and, and uh, Kara's like, you gotta, you got to stop that thing, or you need to deal with that thing. Um, and it shows that, like, Quill knew something about this power, really, but they just don't know about the Force. They don't know. It's like, the, remember in Force Awakens, the Jedi was like a myth. And even to this time now, the Jedi had been disbanded since Revenge of the Sith. Yoda was in hiding. No one knows him anymore. He was well-known. Generation goes by and nobody knows who he is anymore. So they don't know what this baby is. They don't know what this power is. When they get to Navarro, it turns out that um, Carl Weathers meant, never mentioned that he was going to bring backup and Mando never mentioned that he was going to bring backup. So it was kind of like a fun little standoff of, oh, I see you didn't come alone and neither did I. Um, and he actually ends up seeing the child for the first time in this cute little crib that the quill built for him it's like uh because it looked like they had him in a briefcase but quill made a nice one with cushion that he could rest in um carl weathers picks up the child it was like this is all this is you know he has his way of his character is very much like pro, uh proclaiming things and i liked i like that um he picks the child up mando goes to like unholster his gun thinking something's going to happen here but it doesn't. He puts the child back in the uh, crib. Everything's fine. Um, so they head out, all of them together. And when they're camping one night, they're talking, blah, blah, blah. And Queel is feeding Baby Yoda, which seems very cute. And Carl Weathers is like, oh, he's a carnivore. Oh. Uh, and then all of a sudden, while he's drinking something, I don't know, it looked like a pterodactyl. Flew by, sliced his arm. And then they're under attack by these pterodactyls. They end up killing two of, the, uh, two of Queel's animals. And killing one of Carl Weathers' men. And Carl Weathers is like sliced open with poison coming out of it. And he's like, oh, I never thought this is how it would be the end. This is, so this is how it is. And Kara's like trying to help him. He's like, oh, stop being dramatic. And then you see little baby Yoda just walking over, walking over. No big deal. And Carl Weathers is like, he's, he's going to try to eat me, which I thought was pretty funny. And baby Yoda puts her hand or his hand on Carl Weathers' wound and seemingly heals it using the power of the Force. Like, this is a new power that we've never seen before. And it makes me wonder, could Yoda do that? Is this something that, it, that makes him even more powerful than Yoda? Is this something other Jedi can do? And is this, this one, I thought this, is this a power that we're going to see in Rise of the Skywalker, Rise of Rise of Skywalker, the Skywalker, in Rise of Skywalker Friday night, is this something where it's like, oh yeah, Jedi can do this. Baby Yoda did this many years ago. Wouldn't it be cool if Baby Yoda is in Rise of Skywalker as a full of grown Yoda? That'd be wild. Wild. So, anyway, new power that I've never seen Jedi use, the power 
to heal. We already know they have the power to love. So Carl is all healed up, and the next day, uh, as they're making their way into town, uh, at one point, it looks like, before they get there, that the two cronies of Carl Weathers pull their guns up. Carl Weathers turns and goes, pow, 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 and takes out his own men, kills them. He says, okay, look, the original deal here, we were going to kill you, kill everyone, take the kid back to the client, uh, and so he can just take it and leave. But after what the child did in healing Carl Weathers, there's no way he could do that. You know, this arm that Carl Weathers, it was like all bloody and, and busted. And I mean, when you think about it, this is the same arm that did a muscly handshake with Arnold Schwarzenegger in Predator. You son of a bitch. The very same arm, many years later, gets healed by Baby Yoda. I think it's the same arm that got eaten by an alligator in Happy Gilmore. This arm has been through so much. Probably the same arm that punched Rocky Balboa in the face so, so many years ago. Oh, this arm, the right hook of Apollo Creed. And luckily it's healed, thanks to our baby Yoda. And that healing saved all of them. Uh, and Carl Weathers is now a good guy. Okay, so here's the plan. Queel, take baby Yoda back to the ship, fortify it. No way anything on this planet is going to get into that ship. Then, um, put handcuffs on me. Carol wasn't really into this. But Carl Weathers is like, we're going to put handcuffs on you. And they had to talk... She had to talk him into letting them go. We'll say, you caught him. I'm bringing you both in. He's the, he's the bounty. And, uh, and they bring the empty crib with them so that they think they have the child. Um, Carweather's is like, don't worry. There's only like four stormtroopers with the client. No big deal. They get into town and, um, yeah, there's about, there's dozens of, star- of stormtroopers everywhere. And she's like, you said four. He's like, I said there were four guarding the client. <laughs> so, um, you know, they get into town and the trooper is like, he, wa- he offered 20 credits for Mando's helmet. And Carl's like, I'm keeping that trophy for my wall. Uh, and, and Mando's like, for your wall? He's like, just, just go with it. Go with it. So they go inside the same bar that Carl and Mando met in the first episode, that first deal. And there's the client meeting with them. And he talks to them about, um, he's like, why? did He was kind of questioning, like, why is there always trouble with Mandalorians? You know, why does everyone have trouble with the Empire? Uh, he starts talking about if if Mandalore just listened to to the Empire in the first place. I don't know why I'm starting to sound like Vincent Price. Um, he was like, you know, the men, uh, the Empire brings peace and prosperity and uh, safety to the world. And I don't know why everyone's this guy's holding on to the Empire. It's like. You know, a Russian guy still holding on to the Soviet Union, you know, 10 years after, you know, like in 2000 or something. Um, so I thought that was interesting. And he's like, I want to see the child. Can I see the baby? And uh, Carwell is like, well, uh, he's asleep. Uh, he really shouldn't be disturbed. He's like, I promise I'll be very quiet. So they're about to open it. And before they do... Like right before, the client ends up getting a FaceTime request from Gus Fring, the great Giancarlo Esposito, playing a new character, Moff Gideon, who's a new player in the game. And it seems like to me that he is the final client. Like, uh, you know, Werner Herzog is the client, 
who is working for Moff Gideon. That's my guess, you know, because he wants to get the, you know, he wants, he wants that thing. He keeps talking about that thing. And he's like, don't worry. I'm um, having a brief discussion. He's like, oh, um, you think you are or something like that. And all of a sudden, bam, 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 pew, 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 lasers, pew, 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 lasers are shooting everywhere. Blasters are coming in. He's killed. All his stormtroopers are killed. Mando, Kara, and, and uh, Carl Weathers climb behind, jump behind tables. And the whole thing with the client is done. That client is gone. I don't know where the doctor is, but the client is dead. Then all of a sudden, like the, the stormtroopers in the black stormtrooper outfits show up. There's like seven or eight of them. would look like they have big cannon guns. And then a, a transporter pulls up and like 30 or 40 more stormtroopers, the regular traditional white stormtrooper outfits show up. And then a friggin' TIE fighter lands and uprises Moff Gideon. And while this is going on, Mando uh, calls on a comm to Queel to hurry his ass back to the ship as fast as he can because they're on to us. But some troopers on land speeders, they, the troopers that were like on Endor, that, that face mask, they intercept the call. They're like, huh, what? And then they start chasing. Now, um, Quill is on this like little, you know, he's on his slow moving animal. These guys are on, on speeders and they start chasing them. And it's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is he going to get there in time? There's the ship. Is he going to get there in time? There's the ship. While this is going on, we got the um, that guy, Moff Gideon, yelling into the bar about talking about how he's getting what he wants and he has something he wants that means more to him than than they'll ever know, than they could ever imagine. And it's first I thought the twist was he was going to be there for the woman, that he wanted the, uh, the, the rebel and it had nothing to do with Baby Yoda. But that does not seem to be the case. He was like, bring this out to me now. I want this more than you, know, you could ever know. It means so much to me, which I don't know what that means. Maybe he was going to use... The healing power to save him? I don't know. Well, we won't know for another nine days. But while this is going on, um, I really I think the episode ends with the heading back to you know where Queel and the speeder was, and we look over and there's Baby Yoda just lying on the ground, and he wasn't moving, but I I assume he's okay. And all of a sudden, the land speeder. Swoops down, picks him up, and they race back. And then the camera pans over, and we see Queel. And he's dead. And I was like, mm. I was like, no, where's Padme? No. But, like, seriously, we started learning more about this guy. How he reprogrammed this droid. How he was, you know, worked for the empire almost like a slave, but bought his freedom, how he had his own, he has his own life and he's trying to make up for the things he's done trying to live a good life. And, um, now he's gone. And there's, you know, we hadn't seen this character in, in a while and he's a fun character who's unique. Who's got a great voice cause it's Nick Nolte. And now he's dead. I mean, he is dead, right? Is there any chance he lives? Could Baby Yoda save him, maybe? I don't know. Will the child go nuts when he sees Mando in danger? That's what I want to know. The child almost choked out Cara Dune because they were arm wrestling. Well, what happens if he gets there and he sees Mando, you know, in real danger? Like, 
holy moly, my greatest fear of the child came through, came through, came true. Um, like him being separated from Mando and him being in danger. I thought maybe a Bill Burr and those, that crew was going to take the ship and the child last week. And that got me nervous. But now it's happened, which makes sense. At some point you think it would catch up with him. But now we have one episode left to figure out what's going to happen. And uh, we have to wait for a week until from a week from Friday, which is so upsetting. But I want to tell you something. You will hear from me before then because uh, on my podcast, Geek Mentality, I will be putting an episode up about Rise of Skywalker. Kind of the same thing, my instant reactions. Maybe my instant reactions. Might be the next day because I am going to a 10 p.m. showing. Um, but here's the thing. I'm going to simulcast that episode here on this feed so you don't have to subscribe to both, which really doesn't make sense. I want you, I should want you to subscribe to that other podcast, but whatever. Uh, we'll put it here too. And um, you know, then next Friday, uh, we'll be back for the season finale of The Mandalorian. I wonder, seeing this new healing power, is was that given to us as a way to set something up? Not for the show, but for Star Wars as a, as a whole. Is that something we will see in the new movie? I don't know. Uh, as I've been talking about before, I've been doing the Star Wars rewatch. Uh, and I have to tell you, yesterday was a major day as far as rewatching. Um, I think it was... What's today? Wednesday, right? So on Monday, on my train ride home, I finished um, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Finally finished that episode. And the Tuesday, snowy, so I stayed home, worked from home, which is a lucky thing I can do. Woke up very early, and I watched Han Solo. Then, later on, I watched Rogue One. Then, later on, I watched uh, A New Hope. I watched three Star Wars movies yesterday, catching up. And I'm already 20, 30 minutes into Empire Strikes Back. I should finish Empire tonight. Tomorrow, the plan is to, if I don't get to it tonight, tomorrow is Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. And then uh, Friday, at some point, I'm going to watch The Last Jedi. And then I'll be ready for Friday night. I am thoroughly excited. And I have to tell you, I like Solo. I enjoy that movie. It gets a bad rap. Um, it's far from perfect, but it's, I enjoy it way more than any of the three prequel in the trilogy. Um, and then Rogue One is just awesome. Rogue One. And then watching Rogue One and then immediately putting on A New Hope and seeing the crawl, like seeing basically the crawl and the same ships that ended at Rogue One, reading the crawl and realizing this is exactly what just happened in Rogue One. I loved that connection. Now, obviously, it's not something where it's like, um, wow, I can't believe they did that. They based that was the plan, you know, to take the that story, that crawl, and and, and form a story about it. Um, and then watching Empire today, it was funny because the ship that saves Han and in, uh, in in Luke out in the snow is called Rogue Two. And I thought, whoa, there's Rogue Two. So did they ever mention Rogue One, or is that kind of in you know named after the Rogue One ship that saved everybody? Um, I hope it is. I hope it's kind of uh, the the companion to it. There is no other Rogue One. Because that is a little bit of a... Um, the one loose thing, I, loose end I saw is Han Solo... I mean, um, 
like the, all this. Oh, wait a minute. I'm trying to think like all the, Hmm. No, you know what? I could be wrong. I'm trying to think because the beginning of the, of a new hope, um, princess Leah is like, we're on a diplomatic mission. We're not, we have no, you know, we didn't get any plans. We're on a diplomatic mission. But at the end of rogue one, um, the, the card, the car was transmitted, right? It wasn't, like her ship wasn't part of that uh, rebel thing, right? I don't remember. Whatever. I'm I'm looking for a loose end for a prequel to a movie that was 40 years ago. And I need to relax. Um, look, I don't care. Rogue One was fun. Rogue One is enjoyable. And now I'm excited to finish Empire: Return of the Jedi, which is the first Star Wars movie I ever saw in the theater. But friends, this is about the Mandalorian, and I'm still trying to get over. The fact that this new dude shows up who looks very much like he's still in the Empire or wants to be in the Empire. He's not part of the New Republic, I'll tell you that. In fact, maybe this is the beginning of the new of the First Order. Bum, bum, bum. Um, but does the New Republic turn into the First Order? I don't know. I don't know. There's so many things. Such a rich, rich tapestry of history. Um, yeah, and it's more enjoyable than anything going on in the real world. So, my friends, Friday you'll, or Saturday morning, you'll hear from me uh, talking about Rise of Skywalker. It's definitely going to be Saturday because I will be watching the movie well past the midnight hour. Then the following Friday will be the season finale of The Mandalorian. And then I thought, what could I do to do something unique? You know, and so I'm having some th- thoughts. You know, do I just let the podcast sit and then... Um, Wait until the next season, which could be a year from now. One of the things I thought of is, you know, what about just putting the episode on and watching it? You know, for me, rewatch the whole series. Don't take any notes. Just kind of talk about it while we're watching it. You know, one of those, um, one of those, you know, what do they call those things? I don't I can't even think of what it's called. You know, like a live um, commentary, commentary. It's do commentary. I have no, uh, I don't know anything about these these shows. Like, I'm not a historian. I'm not a... I'm not a um, Star Wars, you know, fact factoid. As you can tell, you're still with me. Uh, I've been rambling now for 10 minutes and you're still with me. I've been rambling now for seven episodes and you're still with me. So I thought maybe watch the episode and kind of react and, you know, ask questions. And, um, and then if you want, you could watch along with me or re-listen. And um, so I think that might be the next thing after this, um, after we finish next episode. Uh, and then, of course, there are other podcasts available at fansnotexperts.com that you can dive into. We have an Iron Maiden podcast, a Metallica podcast, a Mad Men podcast. There will be a Star Trek podcast coming. There's a Stranger Things podcast that I let die and I need to bring back to life. Uh, and then every June, every June, I do a movie podcast where I do a movie a day. 30 movies, 30 podcasts, 30 days. Every June, only at fansnotexperts.com. Check it out. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. And um, look, he may be gone, but he has not forgotten. You know what I'm talking about. That's right. So until the next time you hear from me, I solemnly and sadly say, I have spoken.
have spoken. Fabs not experts.